Welcome back, everyone, to the Mavs Outsider Podcast. This is your host, Dustin. I uh, wanted to do, I guess, a pregame pod for uh, both games. Uh, Mavs actually play back-to-back to uh, come out of the gate, the All-Star break. Um, they play San Antonio Wednesday night and uh, Oklahoma City Thursday night. So let's get into that. Um so real quick before we uh, get into that, I will uh, give my brief synopsis of the All-Star game. Um, the skills challenge is kind of silly. Uh, for me, the only thing that's difficult is the pass to make it in the circle. Everything else is just you're, run, you're weaving around something, you're doing a layup and then shooting a three. It's kind of silly. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Whatever. You could tell, you know, Luca didn't take it seriously. Um, I didn't think he would. He didn't take it serious the first time he did it. Um, I was disappointed. I wanted to see him launch one from the free throw line just to see if it would go in. Um, I thought that's what he was going to do since he was lagging so far behind. I thought he was going to launch one pretty far, but... He didn't. He just kind of mailed it in. The three-point contest uh, is probably the the best um, competition that's going right now. You know the. And I'll get to the dunk contest later, but it just the three-point contest. It uh, it, it was a, a really good show. You know, usually. Um. Usually it's not as close as that was. I I can't remember the last time I had to see a a guy make the last shot to actually win. Um, and I usually watch that three point competition every year. I remember growing up, it used to be two guys doing it at one time, and they were on each side of the court, and they were basically playing against each other or shooting against each other. And then you know that's kind of how they did it. Uh, I kind of like that. Um, I know they've, they've changed it now, they, you know, like they have everything, you know, they had the, that three-point ball, you know, the two Mountain Dew balls or whatever, but obviously Seth Curry's the, the best shooter in basketball, you know, I, I do think it's funny he competes in that, because he's most likely going to win, I know he's competed in some before and not went one. Actually, I think Clay's beat him once. I can't remember. I just, you know, but uh, obviously um, it, it was dramatic there at the end. And it was a good show. Um, you know, Mike Conley did better than I thought he would. And, you know, Mike Conley's having a really good year. Um, I was happy for to see him um, do as well as he has. You know, he, he had a rough year last year. So, uh, you know, Mike Conley, he, he did pretty well. So... But now Steph made it dramatic. Now as far as the basketball game, um, the two Sixer players, the Embiid and uh, Simmons, didn't get to play. I, I believe both of those guys were on Durant's team. And uh, it, they, I, I, the game really wasn't ever close. Uh, I, I'm not sure... I know some of these guys, they pick their teammates 
and that's where they get in trouble. And I get it, but you know, you don't want your teammate to be mad at you, but um obviously LeBron picked the better team. You know, it it wasn't even close. And the game was never close. It was kind of boring. It was you know, and in the Maverick part of it, you know, Luca again didn't really do much. Kind of just ran up and down the court. I thought it was funny he had eight assists. You know, considering how the game goes, he was just launching it down court. There was no, you know, he was just launching it down court. And you know, he took some shots and made it. But uh, the second half, the halftime, the dunk contest. You know. I I know I know you know I knew who to Obi Toppin was and I know who uh this the Portland guy Simmons or Simons I know who he is but uh the Cassius Stanley I, I didn't know who that guy was obviously he was a you know he's more of a been playing in the G League kind of guy but I thought his first dunk was one of the best ones in the competition and he got like the lowest score, and I, I, I think a lot of guys were just looking around, wondering what happened, and I, I think they were concerned. It was funny after he did his dunk, and the score was so low. I felt like the other two guys were concerned about what their scores were gonna be, and they kind of did just okay dunks, and they had higher scores, and everybody's just kind of looking around like, what's happening here? And it, you know, I, I thought it was kind of funny. Um, they just blew it that that whole scoring system i i don't know i for me and you know i read some people's comments on twitter i you know some people were saying they if if they're going to continue to do this just bring in professional dunkers or something you know what's it matter at this point because if the the top guys like your Zach Levines and your Aaron Gordons and your Zions and heck even throwing LeBron if they're not going to do it, then it, why have it? You know, those are the best, pretty much the best ones out there. So, the second half was just not even close. You know, Curry and Lillard were competing to see who could shoot from the furthest away, I guess. And they just blew out the other team, the team Durant. So, anyhow, to move on with the... Uh, Mavs game. So Wednesday night, the NBA gets back on, and there's only two games, and the Mavs and the Spurs is one of them. Now this is this is a big game for Dallas. Um, they have clawed their way back to two games above 500. Um, the Spurs are four games above 500, and. Uh, they have the same amount of wins, but Dallas has two more losses. Um, the Spurs and the Mavs obviously are in the same division, so this is a division opponent. The Mavs beat them, I think, the last time they played. You know, the Spurs are sitting in seventh. And, uh, you know, this is a game that Dallas needs to win. Um, I, I think Dallas is the better team. I I don't know how San Antonio continues to you know win some of these games. Um, that I just 
their team just seems kind of when you look at the players on paper, you know, I'm not trying to like kind of insult them or anything, but it just looks like an average team. And I'm not sure how they have such a good record. I, you know, I don't know anything about their schedule, like their first half schedule. Like Dallas's schedule was so difficult. You know, I, I didn't really pay attention to, you know, the difficulty of other teams. So I don't know what, how difficult San Antonio's, uh, you know, opponents, you know, their first half schedule was. So this is a game that Dallas needs to win. Um, everybody should be healthy and available. Um, nobody, there shouldn't be, you know, any anyone tired and it kind of sets up the Thursday night game with Oklahoma City I'm curious to see what the coaching staff does as far as like Porzingis um, I'm not sure I'm, I'm wondering if he'll sit out that Oklahoma City game I do think Dallas is way better than Oklahoma City so if you are gonna sit Porzingis in any of those games, you want to sit them against sit them against Oklahoma because obviously San Antonio is the better team. Um, even though Oklahoma seemed to find a way to beat them, uh, but a few times I think they beat them. But uh, you know, I, I just think Dallas is the better team. Dallas should beat San Antonio. And starting off your second half schedule with two wins on back-to-backs would be a really good boost for them because the the games afterwards are against the Clippers in Portland. you got four games, two against the Clippers and two against Portland, and that's going to be a tough stretch where you're going to have to – you're really going to have to try and go 500 to, you know, survive it. But uh, the Spurs, you know, they're – my guess is they're going to continue to – uh, play with the team they got. I don't think they'll make any moves. Some people think that they may move on from Aldridge if they get any buyers or takers or whatever. But, you know, I I wouldn't, you know, sometimes, you know, people. I think people uh, overrate the let them walk for nothing deal. You know, they're like, oh, you don't want to let the guy walk and not get anything in return. Sometimes I don't see anything wrong with that. You know, if a guy's got an expiring deal and you just don't want to take on a ton of money, you know, let the deal expire and let him walk, you know, and improve your team in other ways. So instead of trying to take back, you know, more money, you know, you're not going to get any draft picks or anything. So I believe San Antonio will stand pat. And I I believe they'll be the Mavs' biggest competition in their division um, for the rest of the season. Uh, Memphis, you know, is right there, right behind them, and they should get some of their players back. So I expect Memphis to make, you know, a run. I, th- I think John, John Morant's an all-star. Um, obviously, he didn't make the all-star team, but I, I think the way he plays, he's an all-star. But uh, the Mavs' second game against uh, on Thursday, they're back-to-back. Their second game is Oklahoma City. They recently played Oklahoma City. Um, right before the All-Star break, and they kind of beat them handily. Now, they didn't score any points because Luka didn't play that game. Um, I believe they only scored 87, which was interesting. And uh, 
both teams, as I recall, shot very poorly. Um, and hopefully with Luca playing, and hopefully Luca plays both games, they can do a little bit better than 87 points. So that's pretty much what we have to look forward to for the next couple nights. And I guess Mark Cuban did an interview today with another pod talking about how he thinks by the end of the year, uh, end of the season, um, they may allow, you know, full stadium of fans. And it would be nice to see that for Dallas, especially if they can make it to the playoffs. You know, I hate that we missed having a home crowd for those playoff games last year, you know, because I always love the overhead views when there's a game winner. Um, you know, with the crowd going nuts, and that's just something we missed with, you know, Luca's game winner and the game, what it, what was a game four of last year's playoffs, and so it would be nice to see fans back in the game, and uh, so hopefully, you know, by the end of the season and playoff time, that's you know something we can get. Uh, you know, here in Texas, um, tomorrow, the 10th of March, I believe basically all restrictions for businesses are removed. You know, restaurants can serve at 100%. And I believe the mask, you don't have to, there's no rules on wearing masks. So um, you might see when watching, you know, Mavs games or Spurs games or Houston uh, Rockets games, you may see um, more people in the stands at, in those in the those games. Uh, you know, I could see Florida doing the same thing soon. So uh, it, it's it'd be nice to get more fans at these games. You know, I the fake crowd noise annoys me. I'm I lean on the side of you know if there's no crowd, let's just hear the game. I kind of like hearing the players yelling. You know, I know they have to bleep some of it out but uh you know I don't mind hearing the coach yelling at the team and you know telling them to you know people calling out screens and stuff I kind of like that you know I know the shoe squeaking can get annoying but you know I like seeing the I like seeing the game as it is I, I don't like the fake noise so uh anyhow I uh I wanted to put this short pod together because I hadn't made one in a few days so I wanted to put kind of a a pregame pod together, and because uh, I probably won't do one after, for the next couple nights, I'm gonna watch both games, and I'll, on Friday I'll put together a a, a postgame pod for uh, both the San Antonio and Oklahoma City games, and uh, hopefully they come out as wins. And uh, we're talking about the Mavs going into the weekend, being four games above five hundred, and moving up in the standings. You know it. it that's I, I I'd like to get to that fifth or sixth spot. I don't know if it's possible, but you know we should go for it. And uh, real quick, I know the trade deadline's coming here in about two weeks. I believe it's the twenty fifth of March is the deadline. I could be wrong somewhere around there, but uh, there are a lot of rumors. Um, there's some guys that, and I talked about it in the last pod, but. You know, it seems like every day there's different rumors. Um, I don't think there's really anything new 
as far as um, the Mavs are concerned. I know they're still going with the same story about Kevin Love. I just I say it again. I'm not interested in Kevin Love. I don't think he helps this team. I Kevin Love would be traded here, and you'd be stuck with that contract because you will not be able to move it. Nobody will want it. You know, there's a reason they say some contracts are untradeable, and I believe that one is it. If I'm going to take Kevin Love, I better get Larry Nance, you know, because I'm stuck with, you know, Mavs at this point have no money this offseason because they have a dead contract that they've got to pay out for the next two or three years. So I want no part of Kevin Love. To me, bringing in Kevin Love, just you're ending your next two or three seasons early. You might as well just first-round exits if you make the playoffs because he will not provide any help for you and you will not be able to sign anybody to improve your team because you'll be cap-strapped because of that gaudy contract. And you got Luca coming up who's going to need going to get an extension. And so you're going to have Porzingis and Love and Luca at these such mega contracts and you're only going to get, you know, 2% of the playing games with Love and around 60% of games with Porzingis. And so that's the last thing you want is two guys who just can't get on the court on the same team. It, it would just be a disaster. If anything, they need to stick with the – if they are going to do something to try and improve their team, do you know, do the Johnson and Powell for Drummond, you know. Um, you know, give uh, Cleveland Powell, you know, and – an expiring contract in uh, James Johnson. You know, they get a young, younger player in Powell, a guy who's somewhat young, but a veteran. So I just, you know, I, I don't think the Mavs will make a move. Like I said, I think they're too scared. I think the way I can see it playing out, like I said, I, I've said it before, I can be pessimistic about stuff like this. I just see them, you know, playing out the rest of the season and striking out again in the off season, and we're kind of in the same position we were. Talking about it next year about how we need help doing this or this or this because the, you know, the guys around Luca just aren't good enough. So until they decide to, you know, spend some money and bring in the right guys, you know. We're just kind of going to be hanging out where we are. So hopefully we can get some quality play out of Porzingis the rest of the year. Hopefully it'd be nice to see some of the young players that are coming back from the uh, G League. They're in the playoffs now. So I believe three of the guys are back with the team. Um, Last I saw, I guess Hinton was on one of the playoff teams, I think. So he's still... um, He's still with their team. You know, Bay and Tyrell Terry and Josh Green are back with the Mavs. Um, I don't know if they were going, supposedly they were going to change some rule about G Leaguers spending time with the NBA team so that um, there was more roster spots and that they, you know, and that way you could, uh, you could keep your guys the rest of the year on the roster just in case you have to miss some games for, you know, 
people being out with their injuries or illness or whatever. So it'd be nice to see Bay um, be activated and get some time out on the court to see what he can do. You know, I'd like to see Bay play with established guys. Um, you know, seeing those guys out there in, in garbage time, as they call it, you know, you really don't really see what they can do because they're just they're out there in meaningless minutes and. When you're playing in meaningless minutes, you're getting a different version of that player. But uh, I'd like to see Bay get some time with uh, the the guys, maybe whether they're starters or the guys coming off the bench or whatever, just meaningful minutes. And uh, even Terry, you know, put him in instead of Trey Burke just to see what he can give you. And uh, especially against, like, Oklahoma. If, uh, you know, Oklahoma is a team that, the math should just beat and it's one of those teams that you should be able to put in a young guy and he should be able to contribute because Oklahoma's rolling out a lot of young guys too except they're the old man Al Horford sitting in the that comes out and plays but uh, anyhow I'm gonna pretty much end that there I uh, like I said I'll bring I'll make a post game pod on Friday and uh, until then hopefully we have two wins uh, coming up, and if you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at the Mavs Outsider. And if you could or can uh, rate and review the podcast, it you know helps with algorithms and stuff. So uh, until next time, we'll see you later.